Hello, ladies. Hello. Marcy has a big booger in her nose. <laughs> I do. I'm not ashamed. What's in there just flapping around? Oh, and it's pokey too. Yeah. It's like every time I breathe, it like hits the inside of my <laughs> nostril. You know what I'm talking about? We've all had them. It's like <laughs> Ellie actually just started to like pick her nose a little bit. Oh god. She just learned like what it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not looking forward to that discussion. Yeah. I mean, this episode is not about not, boogers. No, it's not. It's actually about something very serious. Yes. Um and, and that is serious and important. And seriously that is, important. <laughs> that is the status of reproductive rights in good old America, the US uh-huh. of A. Yep. Um, we're gonna talk to a just gem of a human who happens mm-hmm. to be an attorney and a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, you may know her as the mom. Is it the mama attorney? Her handle. All right. Marcy the is ma- having the mama attorney. Okay, yeah. we got it. Yeah. The mama attorney. The mama attorney. Um, we're going to pick a brain about the status of the overturning of Roe v. Wade and how that, you know, impacts the midterms coming up. Mm-hmm. She gives some some great tips on how to ed- educate yourself about, you know, the particular folks in your own state. Yep. And it's what could potentially coming for IVF and contraception yes. and gay marriage. marriage. Yeah. It's really good. So, all right. See you on the other side, mamas. Adios. Join motherhood wellness expert Allison from the Honest Peach and pelvic floor and women's health expert Dr. Marcy at the Down There Doc as they do a deep dive into all things hashtag mom. They add professional expertise, humor, truth, their own experiences, and host expert guests to discuss what the hell is happening during motherhood and how to prioritize your health as a mama. You'll find zero tips on potty training, but we'll learn all the tips on putting yourself and your health and well-being first among pee field sheets and rage cleaning. It's all about motherhood, vaginas, and everything in between. Hashtag no, no mama Hey, y'all. If you're a fan of the show, we would so appreciate if you could leave us a review. We love hearing from you and it really helps us bring you weekly content about all things mama. We're running a giveaway that includes free entry to my online course and community down there done right, where we take out the overwhelm of birth and postpartum recovery valued at over $300 and Allison's soul time guide, a 35 page workbook on how to find your identity and reduce anxiety in motherhood. We choose a one lucky mama per month. All you have to do is leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and stay tuned to hear us call your name on the show. Yo, yo, yo. Woohoo. It's November. What? See, wait. How is that possible? I am not sure because it also means that my daughter is going to be three years old. What? Oh, three is so sweet. <sighs> She's really sweet right now. Yeah. Like she's so funny too. Like some of yeah. the shit she <laughs> they are hysterical. They really Actually, are. I know. Last <laughs> night she she took two blocks and she was like, "Where did these come from?" And she just chucked them from upstairs downstairs and she looked at us and she goes, "That just happened." <laughs> like, Where did you even learn that? That is so funny. Do you know what Jonathan said to me the other day, which made me like laugh out loud? He said, oh my God, my seven-year-old. Okay. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, mom, that is so unprofessional. <laughs> that was like, do you even know what that means? He's like, no. And so then we had to have this big conversation about what professional means and unprofessional means and have like examples. And he was like, okay. And he's got like one of the smartwatches. And so I know yeah. where he is in the neighborhood and he sends me little voice messages. And the other one he sent me when he was at the neighbor's house, he sent it. He's like, mom, we're at Joe's house. And he just did something so unprofessional. <laughs> like, I'm like, what are you talking about? It's so, That's they adorable. are adorable, hysterical. 
Oof. And it's funny because whenever they come out with shit like that, it's because you said it. Oh, at 100%. some point. Yeah. You know, I'm like, because like, they don't know what it means. They just know yeah. the context. They asked me about shit the other day. Like the word shit. Oh, like I was in the car and we were talking and Jonathan just says like, mom, what is, or he said something like, like, yeah, you say shit a lot. And I was like, I do say shit a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, you probably shouldn't say that because it's kind of considered a bad word. And he said, I know you say it every time you miss a turn when you're driving. And I was like, yes, that is correct. He's like, but also it- great mirrors. Totally. He's like, what does it mean? I'm like, well, it means like, you know, oh no, <laughs> I made a mistake or, oh darn it, you know, or whoopsie. It's an exclamation <laughs> yeah. of sorts. Oh, anyway, that's funny. Kids say the darndest things. They do. They do. They really do. It's anyway, um, first week of November. So you know what that means? <gasps> we have a winner. We do. We have our October winner for our review giveaway. So this lovely listener is going to get into my down there done right program and get Allison's soul time guide. So please email and us. sleep perfectionism and workshop. sleep perfectionism workshop. Wow. So please email us at hello at no mama left co. Yes. To claim your prizes. We will also is, put that in the uh, show, notes. show notes. Okay. This is uh summer K is her name. A must listen. She says, hmm. if you're a mama or mama to be, this is a must listen. These two are fun, silly, welcoming, and knowledgeable. I've loved learning more and exploring their episodes and various topics being pregnant for the second time. How is it that I didn't know everything from before? Question, exclamation, question mark. (laughs) I don't know. Me neither. So (laughs) thankful to have your easy to listen and enjoyable pod to look forward to each week. Heart emoji. Keep spreading your love. Heart emoji. Thank you. That is a very sweet review. And we are so glad that Yep, you are enjoying it. And Dakota will hook you up. And that's awesome, girl. Yay, Yay. Yay. So. What's up with you? (laughs) (laughs) Enough about me. So So, uh, moving right along. I mean, honestly, Ellie's third birthday is on is on my mind. Um, We're going up to Northern California. Oh, so that we can. We've never celebrated her birthday with family. I mean, albeit there's been two of them, but still during COVID pandemic. Um, Yeah, for sure. So we're going to go up there and she has a cousin her age that they are just besticles and it's going to be really cool to like have my friends there. Like it's just as a military wife, like we don't get to do family birthdays ever. So I'm excited about it. Do you have a yeah. theme? So can I just say something? Yes, please. I fucking hate planning birthday parties. I am with you. I don't give a shit. And you know, know, the other thing is the kids don't give a shit either. I mean, maybe no. once they're like eight or nine, you know, no. but like, yeah, they just want she, cupcakes. And shit. do you want to know what she said? I said, what do you want? You know, she doesn't know what the fuck a theme is. She said purple. Great. And then the next day she said blue. Like <laughs> she doesn't know. So purple and blue. That's so nice like, combo. no, yeah. but also I'm not doing purple and blue because I don't like those colors. So oh, you could do mermaid. Her cake is going to be purple and blue. Oh, mermaids would be cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't really come up with a theme yet. No. Yeah. Okay. There might not be. It doesn't need to be. Nope. Just come over. Eat some grub. Eat some cake. Open some presents. That should be really fun to try and travel home with. Oh, a bunch of presents. Let's see. How have we done that <laughs> when we've done? We went to Texas for Christmas when Will was a baby and we brought one empty suitcase. Yeah. And then we just shipped a bunch of stuff home. Yeah. I'm thinking you could we're just do that. do that. And just tell people like gift cards. Or just Amazon it to your house. I mean, here's the thing is that's half the fun of like, I know my family loves to give little kids Mm. presents because they light up and, you know, so whatever, it'll work out. We'll figure it out. Like books and stuffies and stuff. You can 
and like yeah. little toys you can stick them in a suitcase or she, a UPS she's box. a big artiste so i'm hoping she gets some paint? some craft supplies yeah she loves to paint will's like that too it's really cute He's yeah she gets very into it yeah oh yeah you posted that on your story the other day with mm-hmm. with uh he was painting the pumpkin yeah it's, it's very good uh, really yes what did he paint he made like a uh he we had an invitation to a friend's birthday party that we didn't get to go to because he was sick and it was a superhero invitation and he he takes that and other pictures and then he like tries to draw what's on the on the card so he did an iron man picture on the pumpkin oh my god brent helped him carve out and then he yeah. painted it like painted around the part that they carved and then he did you know, like the ridges on the pumpkin. Yeah, he did like each one a different color. Oh my god! I know, I like I a can... regular Picasso. He's something else. Yeah, Aww. bless him. Yeah, so... but yeah, that's all that's happening in in my okay. neck of the woods. What about you? Well, since it's fall now, um, Jonathan, of course, once it starts to get cold, has literally grown out of every single pair of pants that he owns. Oh, in one night. Like they the cr- fit the crouch femurs are <laughs> growing. Yeah. Well, actually, that would be Lackalade because that's my maiden name. Um, well, Brent's tall too, right? Yeah, but I, I've got way longer legs than Brent does. Oh, you're mostly, uh, mostly legs, huh? Mm-hmm. He's Short torso. torso. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so we had to go to Target the other day, and I had to get like long sleeve shirts and pants and jeans and. Can I just say that fall clothes are expensive as hell? Are they? Yeah, I spent like $200. I feel like everything's just expensive right now. But I was like, what the fuck? These are like t-shirts and like, yeah. and like, and at Target. Pants. It's not and like you're Target. going to Nordstrom. Yeah, it was like almost $250, I think. And it, I was just like, I mean, thank God that Will can wear them. You know, if they like, yeah. they don't have holes and shit in them. Like poor Will, all of his clothes are all hand-me-down, like ratty. <laughs> like, I was just going to ask you if he gets racks. all hand-me-downs. Yeah. As much as I can, a hundred percent. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know what these boys do, man, but like they've got holes in everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Will had a pair of sweatpants on today with like a big old ass hole in the knee. I was like, you cannot wear those to school. He's like, daddy said I could. I was like, oh my God. Of course he did. So he fucking did. just spending you know all what? the money. I, I go back and forth. Cause sometimes I'm like, dude, I don't like really care at all about Ellie's wardrobe. I just get her yeah. clothes and like yeah. move on with my life. And then I see these, first of all, Ellie has like sensory things mm. with feels. So like, mm-hmm. she's like, well, yeah. like she doesn't like, like, see. yeah, hundred so percent. It's, it's limited to begin with. Like, I don't know how these people get toddlers to wear like mm. layers, fall, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Boots. Well, we'll never wear a pair of boots. So Ellie just put on some rain boots and she's into it. But today I had to take off a long sleeve shirt because it was too tight. Yeah, I get it, girl. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But I go back and forth because I'm like this poor kid. Like she (laughs) looks like she's (laughs) just piecemealing some rags together. (laughs) I mean, but she stains it. She was outside playing yesterday. It's all. I don't give a shit. Dude, dude, thrift, I'm telling you, you have to buy used clothes for kids yeah, until they like stop baby. growing so fa- fucking fast. Yeah. I'll send you all of my old shit for your baby. <gasps> yes. For I got you. Bully. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. So what do we have today? We've oh, got another. Gosh. We're just like filling the end of the year with the best. The guests. best guests, dude. Yeah. Just like top of their game yeah smart ass driven women who women are... who help other women and yeah. i'm fucking here for it yeah uh today we have daphne delvo oh she you no know, we know and love her on instagram as the mama attorney yeah marcy and i repost her shit constantly constantly um and we wanted to do an update on the overturning of roe v wade Specifically, mm. because midterm elections um, at the time of this airing, I think are going to be next <clears throat> week. Um, yes. November 8th. So we wanted to get just a snapshot of where we're at, how voting in the midterm elections can affect Roe v. Yeah. Wade and other various things. That affect moms, not just reproductive health, but 
yeah. maternity leave laws and yeah. right to privacy and IVF and all the things. It's a big yeah. contraception. This is a big election coming up and Daphne is a seasoned attorney. This is her life's work fighting for women's rights. Um, and she gives some really great tips on how to really understand the ballot and your, who your candidates are and how to do some fact checking on their political history and what bills they're voting on versus what they're saying. And I, I, I'm like that, like blew my mind. So you guys need to listen and check it out. And she gives us an update on kind of where state of the union, where we are right now. Indeed. Our new resident, resident, (laughs) resident, resident attorney, as we dubbed her, um, Daphne Delvo coming in hot. The Down There Docs online programs help you actually enjoy motherhood and the postpartum journey because let's face it, motherhood and wrangling your kids is hard enough without having to be constantly thinking about your bladder or your pelvic floor. Whether you are currently pregnant, two hours postpartum, two weeks postpartum, or eight years after baby, it's time you finally give yourself the opportunity to be taken care of. The Down There Docs online programs will give you quick, easy, actionable exercises, information, and necessary tidbits. So you can not only go into your delivery clear-headed and confident, but you can start recovering quicker and easier. And you aren't thinking about your pelvic floor coming in to ruin the party. You'll learn things like proper pelvic floor exercise, safe tummy workouts, how to get back under the sheets with your boo without pain or stress, and how to actually prepare for delivery to give yourself the best chances possible to reducing significant tearing and trauma to your pelvic floor. Join hundreds of women in a private, safe, and fun community along with a team of medical providers that actually have your back and are rooting for you. It's like combining your besties with your medical team. What could be better? Join now if you're pregnant or if you're at any stage postpartum for 20% off using code NMLB20 at thedowntheredoc.com for 20% off any single course or bundled program. That's NMLB20 at www.thedowntheredoc.com for 20% off any single course or bundled program. See you in there. What's up, moms? We are back with one of our most favorite people ever. We love her on social at the mama attorney. This is Daphne Delvo. She's our, we like to say resident <laughs> attorney over here at the NMLB. We have dubbed her that without yes. her consent. Yes. So. She's on Thank her you, tater, Daphne. but she doesn't know that yet. <laughs> um, she's a women's rights and employment attorney, and we love her and her expertise. And we're going to talk to her about the overturning of Roe v. Wade. We're going to talk about the primary elections um, in November, and then we'll have Daphne back on to talk about other things that she advocates and fights for in the legal system, like um, paid maternity leave and uh, pregnancy rights while you're working and kind of all these other things that affect us that we don't really um, sometimes know who to turn to. But today we're going to strictly focus on the overturning of Roe v. Wade, what that means for women's reproductive rights, where we're standing now at this time. And we're at the time of the recording at the end of October, this episode is going to come out the week of our primary elections in November. So, um, or the week before maybe. So we, so we could all be super educated about what we're and who we're voting for and what's on the ballot and how that can really change the landscape for women's reproductive rights, health, moving forward, kind of all these things that um, are now co- kind of coming to light since the ruling in July. So can I agree to be your, um, resident expert? <gasps> Yay! Yes. It's, it's recorded, recorded Daphne. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to declare something and yes. it happens. <laughs> I love it. Just put it out in the universe. Put it out in the- well, thank you so much for coming on. We're so excited to have you. We love following you on Instagram. You always have, um, super insightful and knowledgeable posts about the legal system and what's going on for women. So thank you for your work and what you're doing. Um, advocating for all of our rights, both in the home and out. So we love you and we appreciate that. And let's pick your brain, girl. Mm. Yeah, sure. Pick away. Pick Thank away. For these wonderful words that I'm very flattered. Oh, I really, thanks. I really appreciate you guys. Yay. Yay. 
So I want to just kind of, can you give us just a little bit of a the background on the overturning of Roe v. Wade? We talked a little bit about it right when it happened in end of June, early July. And I know a lot of things have kind of come to be since then, but can you just kind of give us like a little bit of, I guess, the cliff notes of this ruling and how it came to be? And then we can kind of go from there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, essentially the Dobbs ruling, which is what returned Roe v. Wade, um, what it said is that, well, I can't find abortion in the constitution. So you're shit out of luck. I mean, Hmm. essentially that's what it says. Um, And so there's, there's this amendment, the 14th amendment and uh, the Roe v. Wade decision back in the seventies said that your, the right to abortion is included and implied in the 14th amendment and specifically the right to privacy. It's a private decision. It's not something that the government should have any control over. And until viability, um, people have the right to terminate pregnancies. Um, And what Dobbs did is the justices said, actually, just kidding. Um, We're just going to undo all of that. And uh, we're going to we're going to just say that it's not in the constitution. So um, yeah, you don't have the right at all. And the reason this was a frustrating ruling for an attorney is that the Supreme court regularly implies things in the constitution. I mean, that's Mm. kind of what they do. And then for them to say, well, we're just going to look at the actual text that goes really Mm. against precedent. And they haven't really undone um, a ruling like that where they Mm. gave a right and then took the right away. Mm -hmm. Um, That's been just something that we haven't seen. So it was really, really frustrating to read because even legally, it just didn't make any sense. I mean, Mm. if we look at the second amendment, um, even earlier this year, the same justices were implying a bunch of stuff in the second amendment and Mm. they have no problem doing that. But then when it came to women's rights Um, The Supreme Court said, well, you know, it's not in the Constitution. So if you want that right, you have to vote for it. And they kind of called that women and said, you you can vote for politicians that are going to put the uh, abortion in the Constitution and you haven't. So, you know, this is for voter suppression and bigger issues. So they're 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 just blaming it on women in their own ruling which yes. is like judicial gaslighting. <laughs> right. Yes. Of course. Yes. What gaslighting at the federal yeah. level. God, our, it feels good. It feels yeah. really good. It feels yeah. really refreshing. Yeah. Like she yeah. is um, turning over in her grave right now. I'm sure. Oh, um, so, 100%. so that's what it said. They said it's not in the constitution. So we're going to just leave it up to the States and the States mm. get to decide what to do with it. And that that's what we've seen since is that the states are all over the place. Mm-hmm. We're in California, it remains a right. Um, there's a referendum where they're going to, you know, a prop it's called, where they're going to try to put it in the constitution itself. And they just even passed a law that said employers can't discriminate for women who had an abortion, mm-hmm. uh, who need to take time off time for on. an abortion. So mm-hmm. So some states are going all in on reproductive rights and then other states like Alabama, Arkansas, Idaho. um, I mean, there's a couple others, all of the really conservative states, they are taking the opposite approach Mm -hmm. and they are just um, saying we're going to not allow it here Mm -hmm. Um, at all, at all, at all. Mm. Yeah. In some situations with limited or no exceptions, Mm. even when the life of the mother is at risk, which really put this whole pro-life myth, right. uh, it really exposes that. And it's really clear that it's about controlling women and um, not so much about preserving the the safety or the protection of the unborn. Because what I've noticed in my work as a attorney who helps uh, mothers and parents and families is that all of the things you need, like paid leave, like healthcare, to actually bring children into the world, and that would actually help. It, it's the same groups that are voting against those policies. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you really care about babies, then you are doing everything in your power to support the health and safety of babies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not seeing that. And right mm-hmm. now, 
the state of abortion in the U.S. is a big mess and it's confusing and and it's just. How can you can you explain how it can still be like changing too? is that because essentially they left it up to the states. So now all the states are trying to figure out like what the hell they want to do and at what, you know, what is viability and, and these trigger Mm. laws that came into effect. Can you Mm. explain how and why it it's ever changing still? Right. So the beautiful thing about Roe was that it, it was a federal right, which means that federal law preempts state law. And when you have a federal right, um, the state really can't do anything about that because uh, any state law that is in contradiction to a federal right would be overturned. And um, Mm. so the beautiful thing about Roe is regardless where you live or are in the United States, you will have that right. And it's guaranteed because it's a constitutional right. Um, And that simplicity was really comforting. Um, But now it's just, it's because it's a state right. Every state gets to decide how and where they want to draw that line. Mm. Um, and there's just really nothing anyone can do about that. And until we have a federal law again, that guarantees a right to abortion. And that's what right now we're working towards. Um, but we don't have enough uh, votes in Congress, but what we really need is a federal law that Mm -hmm. guarantees the right to abortion so that we once again have a a harmonized uniform right that applies regardless where you live. So I have a dumb question. No such thing. Well, so I guess I don't (laughs) just you wait, just you wait. (laughs) Um, I guess I don't understand how a law that is a federal law can just no longer be a federal law. So so then like, what's the point of the Supreme Court? And like, what's the point of all of these past rulings if just all of a sudden they don't apply anymore? I mean, isn't it kind of like, I I guess I just thought that once we have a federal right, that that's like, that's it. Right. So that's a good question. It's not a dumb question. And I think what's important here is to explain what Roe was. <laughs> Yay. Good job, Marcy. Thank um, you. Roe, I need validation. Roe, Roe was not actually a right or a law that was put in effect by Congress. Usually when we think of our rights and, and laws, it's something that politicians put uh, in place through the legislative process, which is mm-hmm. either Congress at the federal level or your state government. But what Roe was, was actually a judicial interpretation of the Constitution, And the Supreme Court at the time decided that we're going to interpret the right to abortion in the Constitution. So it was Mm. a right we only had by virtue of the Supreme Court at that time. Mm. Um, How they interpreted the Constitution. Right. That so really our rights are in the hands of this really small group of people that usually has no Real that are not influenced by politics. <laughs> no, and they have whatsoever. No, they also know so yeah. much about what it's like, right, to be in yes. a female body. So yes. they they said we're going to apply it, and then that became the precedent. So usually, when the Supreme Court decides something, it's called stare decisis. Um, the um, which is a just a fancy Latin word that lawyers like to use for saying, you know, it's been decided. So just shut up and move on. Right. And uh, I'm going to start using that on my husband. <laughs> Star decisis. Okay. <laughs> Star decisis. You know, like we're, we're not going to keep rehashing it. You we're know? not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah. It's been decided. To my, to my five-year-old. Star decisis <laughs> on the lollipops. Yeah. And right. And, and the reason Dobbs was such a legal nuclear bomb is because they went against a legal pres- precedent, mm. a legal principle where, they un- they decided to undo that and they said yeah it is it is a legal precedent but it's not a super precedent so they started to <laughs> use these really strange terms 
Uh, that sounds yeah. like something my seven-year-old would say. Hell yeah. It's a super one. It's mommy. not a super duper one. <laughs> yeah. This is a super duper awesome <laughs> precedent. <laughs> like that's gonna come out next. Jesus. Exactly. And they're really creating a hierarchy between the rights within the constitution. They're saying the second amendment, right? That's a super duper precedent. Like, oh yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you remind everyone what the Second Amendment is? The right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. And uh, but even, you know, the Second Amendment has been so much has been implied. So, mm. for example, self-defense is not listed in the Constitution. So many things are not in the Constitution. Women are not even mentioned in the Constitution. 100 <laughs> um, percent. So, you know, this idea that only things that are in the Constitution can be a right or right. a law or legally applicable is kind of absurd because right. it would put us it's back fucking to bullshit. Yeah. It was put it, it would put us back to white patriarchy and where we started, which right. I mean, I, I have a bit of a skeptical view on all this, but it feels like that's the intention. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. that was, I mean, that was my follow-up question. Like, does that mean that like other things, like they're just going to be like, yeah, that doesn't count either. And that doesn't count. And that doesn't count. And then, because I know there's been like some hubbub and there's been discussion and one of the Supreme court justices, I can't remember the the dude's name, but he's, he talked about like overturning gay marriage and like, is this going to, are we going to go back to like making gay marriage, you know, not a right anymore, civil right, or, you know, what's happening with IVF. And right. that's like a hot topic too, you know, because like, how are, you know, can you destroy embryos, mm-hmm. you know, or are they saying that that's like a viable human? Like there's all this, it's like, dude, we've come, you know, have we come so far? <laughs> Question one. And two, like, are we going, like, are they going to be able to go backwards? Like, are we going to just start living in a time where like these rights get out your petticoats getting taken away? People. I just don't understand. Yeah. I can yeah, happen. The answer is yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> All right. Awesome. See you I'm later. Gonna, I'm going to go churn right. some butter <laughs> My in legal preparation. Expert yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so here's, here's, um, yeah. And I'm not one to panic. Like I'm always yeah. the one that's telling everyone to settle down. To just chill. Mm. Yeah. I'm very, for example, I'm very opposed to the slippery slope argument because Let's just look at where we are now instead of making assumptions and speculations right. about where we will be. But in this case, it's not speculation because it's true. Justice Thomas did talk about uh, pu- putting into question other precedents because they also weren't super duper dope precedents. Oh, right? Super duper awesome. <laughs> Reach for that the stars. Sense. That makes <laughs> sense. You know, a Burgerfell, a couple of the other ones, which includes gay marriage. Um, Can I ask you a quick clarifier on that? Sure. So for the gay marriage thing, is that the same as Roe v. Wade, where it was an interpretation of the Constitution or is it a law? Oh, okay. So that's why all of these can just be. It depends on who's interpreting. Rewind. Yeah. So gay marriage is also the same principle. Um, as the right to contraceptives and the right to family planning, which includes IVF, those are all privacy rights um, that were implied in the 14th Amendment and where the justices said this is a private matter. The, co- the government has nothing to do with that. Um, gay marriage um, contraceptives are things that we're not going to touch as the government. And that's what those decisions said. But again, yes these are Supreme court decisions and not laws. And what we're seeing now is that these laws are actually coming up in Congress. And then we're actually seeing the GOP block these laws. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about IVF. Yeah. Yeah. Why this is important. And this is something where IVF is something that I'm really concerned about because Mm. what a lot of the States are doing is they're saying an um, a person becomes a person at the moment of fertilization. Mm-hmm. So that means that an embryo is a person with full protections of the law. So frozen embryos then have personhood rights, which means they have to be implanted 
uh, or otherwise it is, I guess, murder. And Mm. discarding them would be murder. And um, what the implication of that is, is that IVF clinics that will engage in uh, IVF practices and providers, there will be risk of both civil and criminal liability that will discourage them from continuing their services. Um, Because when we're defining personhood at fertilization, the state will have the authority to prosecute um, someone, a doctor who's discarding frozen embryos. Um, and even freezing them too, is right, what you're even saying. Freezing them. That would be the torture component. The torture, right. Of being in a, in a freezer. Gotcha. Um, so that this is how absurd, you know, the, the future is it, that this is why everyone gets really intense about the midterms mm-hmm. um, because a lot of our day-to-day lives are impacted by our state governments. Um, the attorney general of the state decides what to prosecute, when to prosecute. Um, the state governors um, have a lot of control and authority over the policies at, of the state. And then the state got the state uh, legislative bodies as well. Mm-hmm. They will decide which laws to put into place. Um, so that's why we're right now really urging people to become very aware of the who's running in their state. Mm-hmm. And what I'm really urging people to do is not believe things people say and really look at the votes. So for example, mm-hmm. when the gay marriage bill came up or the right to contraceptives, um, a lot of these Republican Congress people were saying publicly that they support gay marriage or the right to contraceptives, but then we're voting against it mm. um, behind closed doors quietly. So we really have mm. to follow the votes. Do you have any the, resources on that? On yeah, how where can you find where to find that? Where, like, yeah, like how they voted public information, you know, oh. you, you can just Google it. Yeah. <laughs> Google is my, my let me, what's that website? <laughs> let me Google that for you. So, like, <laughs> so, so you would you literally can, just Google like how did blah, blah, blah vote for yeah. gay rights. Yeah. Gay marriage. You can actually look at the actual bill and see who supports it, see who voted against it. Um, and there's, uh, there's websites that track all of this and that are, you know, really good at calling people out. Um, mm-hmm. But any type of issue that you're interested in, uh, you want to find the the name of the bill, and then you type in the name of the bill, and it will show up. And and you can also put in the name of the elected official, mm-hmm. and then it will show up how they voted. Yeah. No, I think you're exactly right. That that's a really good point. Proof is in the pudding. You know, it doesn't matter what people say anymore, and that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um. Exactly. And I mean, just look at the garbage on TV, like all of these yeah. ads that come out. Have you guys seen these Citizens for Sanity ads? I've no. seen them. They're wild. Uh-uh. And the ones I've heard about are the Moms are- for Liberty. Those are the ones. Moms Liberty? What's that? Moms for Liberty is like a mom group, but it's really misleading because they're not about liberty at all. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're about banning books. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh my so gosh. That's yeah. Liberty. That's fascism. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Holy moly. I forgot. You know about what that. I was fascism. You know Jesus. what I was thinking about is um this whole uprising in Iran and mm. what's happening there with women's rights. Mm-hmm. And I I might I might be wrong. So if you know, correct me. But weren't wasn't there a certain amount of rights in place in Iran for women. And then an Islamic regime took over. Yeah. That's what they, so yeah, they weren't required to wear hijabs prior to It was a very progressive place for women. Yes. Yeah. And so Um, I think, you know, a lot of the times we in America stick up our noses to like, Oh, the middle East or like, you know, we would never be like them or, you know, there's sort of this like arrogance in America that we could never, we have all the rights, like, yay, the American dream. But like, we are heading that direction where we are going 
backwards and mm-hmm. repealing people's rights mm-hmm. for the first time, right? In American history. We are. So um, yeah, that's absolutely. the same as what's happening or happened in Iran. Now people are uprising and are fighting back against it. But I mean, this is serious scary. shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and it's, really it's happening as a lawyer. I see this in the courtrooms where decisions are being made by Republican appointed judges where, uh, that are undoing progress. Yeah. And it's not something that you would necessarily hear about, but it's happening slowly and consistently. They had a plan. That's how they're, they're doing executing this. the plan and they are lying to the people and they are riling people up. And what I just find extremely frustrating is this false notion of freedom that they are mm, selling and right. that only, you know, patriots in America and that real Americans vote for the freedom party mm. when truly their values have little to do with freedom. Yeah. Um, freedom, real freedom is uh, the ability to have a baby and not lose your job or lose your income, that's freedom. Real freedom is the ability to leave a bad job and not lose your healthcare right? Um, and start a business or even stay home with your kids without losing your healthcare. That's what you right. want. That's freedom. The freedom to decide over your own family planning is freedom. Um, the freedom to read what you want, which right now they're banning books. The yeah. freedom to um, decide over your own gender identity and... Right. And, you know, it may be something people you you don't understand or relate to, but freedom is live and let live. And Mm -hmm. I really want us to take back the freedom aspect of, uh, of our movement, because we are really the freedom party. And when you're exploited at work, you're not free. When you are subjected to racism, you're not free. So we are really promoting freedom values. Um, and what I think, what I find very frustrating is when we get stuck in the freedom versus socialism debate, which oh is God. how they rile a lot of people up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And oh, that yeah. somehow voting against them is oh. being a socialist or, or a bad American or anti-patriotic. And when really they are not standing for all Americans, they're only standing for their Americans. And the most patriotic thing you can do is to oppose oppression and fight liberate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And these views that, that they have these like Republican appointed judges and, you know, kind of these people that are voting, you know, to go backwards in progress. What is their like end game? Like what is their thought like where does this come from? (laughs) Like, what are they trying to do? And like, is this like, rooted in faith? Is this rooted in patriarchy? Like where is this coming from? Power. They want to hold on to their power and women are becoming more uh, assertive and, you know, not taking any bullshit. And, uh, you know, people of color are also, you know, just asserting themselves and they want to maintain the status quo of of the power that they have. Mm. And the, what's wild about it is that they feel victimized often by movements like totally. Black Lives Matter and the women's yeah. rights movement is that they feel victimized by it right. because they are really scared of losing that power. And I think Roe v. Wade, the overturning of it, um, is a backlash to the strength of women and, and yeah. women uniting. So it's almost on my best day when I'm feeling good I can reframe it as flattering and a compliment to the strength of our movement because mm, it means they're that scared we're pushing, right. We're pushing yeah. and we have to really harness that kind of energy. Yeah. Um, I think the worst thing we could do is feel, be defeated. We can feel right. defeated, but act, we cannot act, act defeated. defeated. Um, as a litigator, someone who works in tr- at trial and uh, in cases that are very, very adversarial and very, uh, antagonistic, you know, very black, white, right, wrong. Um, they, what they want is for us to give up 
and feel intimidated and feel scared and just um, feel like it all just doesn't matter anymore. You know, like who am I? I'm so, I have no, not, no power. What can I do? There's no point. Just get Yeah. You know what I think too? I don't, not every Republican is a piece of shit. Right. Right. Not every individual person believes that women should have zero rights. I truly don't think that. I think that it is more so a feeling of the unknown that is very triggering for people. So even if it goes against their own like individual beliefs, it's sort of this like group like mob mentality of like mm-hmm. there's a stirring of like uh oh like I don't fuck I don't know like what do we, are we going to lose our okay so let's do this and people are scrambling. So you know I think it's just really interesting the way that it plays out because I they don't they don't even know what they're afraid of. I think here what's important is to discern what the Republican Party used to stand for. Yes. And the I would love to talk Party about that. Now, yes. I would love is, to talk about that. Has really been co-opted. And I mean, yes. I fully support someone that says, I I don't want to pay, I don't, you know, I want to pay uh low taxes. I mean, I want to pay low taxes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we all do. Jeez, and yeah. and I want to, you know, make sure that um businesses are not so burdened by taxes that they can't, yeah, you know, be innovative. And, you know, honestly, I see that, for example, I've lived in, in European countries and in Belgium, for example, the tax rate is something like 55%. And Holy it's like the businesses, they can't do anything because they're yeah. so overburdened. And there's definitely an argument for, we, we want to, we want to make sure um, you know, and I'm a business owner that we can uh, create and we can create without the inhibitions of get, having to give all of our money away to the government. Like I fully 100%. support that. And I think that is a lot of the traditional Republican values. Mm-hmm. But what we're seeing recently is kind of not that, you know, it's yeah. it's becoming really personal and it's becoming um just so uh, so much less about what's best for everyone and what's best for the economy it's just about these groups deserve rights and privileges and these don't right um right and and i don't think i think what's what the republican party needs to do is get really clear on their values they need to do a right. really good values exercise yeah because i'm sure there are a lot of just like business oriented republicans that are thinking what like what the hell is happening yeah 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 um, and they don't really like a fiscal republican yeah like, but yeah. like social isn't there a republican woman she has blonde hair what's her name oh <laughs> there's a lot of those there are many <laughs> she's like Liz Cheney maybe is it Liz Liz Cheney Cheney, yeah yeah she's like I feel like she's more socially um progressive and more kind of like fiscally Mm -hmm. conservative and she's republic she's a republican person and she's like I'm not fucking voting for Trump like that guy's a maniac you know it's like I want to hear more republicans say stuff like that and be like be like listen this is like not where the party used to be. Like, this is not what we were before. Like now it's just, I feel like it's just gone off the rails. And I, that's, and I don't, that's the thing is like, I feel like we're not voting for people anymore. We're just voting to keep whatever party in power. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like getting really personal, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking Um, of getting personal, um, I just wanted to drop in a little tidbit about the IVF stuff because I'm an IVF mom. I went through IVF for five years and we went to two different clinics, one in California and one when we moved to Portland. And I had a ton of embryos um, in California that I ended up losing. Like they didn't make it through the thaw. And then when we went to Oregon, we had four embryos, two were implanted each time. And I have two boys and I can't imagine not being able to do that if that's something that somebody wants to do to start a family. I mean, just the yeah. trauma of going through IVF and loss and all those things, and then being criminalized for providing that sort of science and treatment for people that opportunity. Yeah. That 
are able to do it and want to have families. It's, it's just like, I just can't, I, it's like, I can't even wrap my head around it, you know? And I just, and even for people that like might be going through a cancer diagnosis that need to like harvest eggs, Mm -hmm. you know, they, to be able to have a family later, like I would assume that that wouldn't be something that they could do, you know, if they were doing cancer treatment for the female or cancer treatment for the male, a lot of times people do make embryos and freeze them until they're done with, um, cancer treatment. And it's like now that I don't know, I just, it's just crazy to me. Right. And the irony here is that you want children and right. Um, and I, I'm sensing, I'm actually not just sensing, I'm receiving a lot of stories by people who, who feel so frustrated and confused and overwhelmed by all of the political dialogue on reproductive rights that they don't want kids or more kids. Um, especially those who had high risk pregnancies, hundred percent. If you then are faced with a pregnancy that could be a risk to your own health, that hundred percent then you're not going to take that risk. And that really goes against uh, the reported, the alleged pro-life movement. Right. Um, And it's really impacting a lot of people who want kids. And I think that's what the tragedy is here. Oh, for Um, sure. Or want more kids, you know, if they want. Yeah. I mean that the the idea that the pro-life um, or the anti-choice movement has about a women a, about women seeking abortions. The idea it does not conform with reality. You know that right. it's often they think of these party women that are just mm-hmm. like have, you know, they're oops, I'm pregnant, and then at mm-hmm. nine months, like I I want to be no longer pregnant. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to walk right. into the doctor's office and take care, you know, get rid of right. it. Like, that's right. not how it is. This is a yeah. very very difficult personal decision. No one is enjoying the decision. Often there's right. so many factors involved, yeah. but it is not a decision that anyone can make for someone else because right. it goes, it's about the most private, most intimate parts of our lives. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Well, unfortunately we need to wrap this particular discussion up, um, but we the, are voting soon. That's what I mean. Yeah. With the ribbon yes. Yes. of take this information, do your research. We're not telling you to vote one way or another, but Mm -hmm. make sure that you have all of the information specifically on your candidates. And I feel like a lot of people um, think that like midterms don't matter, you know, like who we put into Congress and like it doesn't really matter. It It really, really, really matters. It's not just the presidential election that matters. Um, It's not just Congress. It's your state government where a lot of the decisions are made about your life. For example, there's a- Especially now. Yeah. There's a bill pending in California that would impose a four-day work week. Mm. And, you know, like these are things that only your state would really uh, come up with. Um, But yeah, no, you you have to vote. And one thing I want to say is that the ballot- is often really overwhelming. And yeah. uh, I think what's important is not feeling ashamed of not knowing something. Mm-hmm. I, I I wish the ballots were shorter and more straight to the point. That's a good um, point. Yeah. But there's so like, there's, it's really hard to know what's, what the important pieces are. Right. And uh, cause it's not really in, in order of priority. And there's some, right. some positions that are less important than others. And, so you find yourself just reading through thinking, who are all these people? Oh, I have right. no idea. I feel like just I'm just checking boxes. Yeah. Um, but I feel that way. So I, mm. the way that I approach it is I actually go to some organizations I'm a part of and I'm asking them like, Hey, who do you support? And I, I, mm. I know I can trust them and I do some research on the most important candidates. Um, but it's important not to feel overwhelmed by the ballot. Is there a, think, they do that on purpose? Cause it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there a way ahead of time to like, I mean, I'm assuming you just kind of Google what is going to be on the ballot for your state. So you can look at that stuff and kind of have a game plan or is it, um, I'm not sure how it is in every state, but we get a little book, like a little booklet in the mail that explains yeah. Yeah. Every uh, bill all of the issues. Yeah. And then I'm part of a few, um, 
like pro women and pro workers rights groups. And they're Mm. always very clear in their positions Mm. and they will kind of publish the positions of, um, of, of, of the different candidates. And it's really important to not just believe what the candidates are saying. Right. right. Yeah. That's such a good point. It really is. I mean, it seems so simple, you know, but it's like, it's, yeah, you got to see if they're actually putting their money where their mouth is, you know, and they're his, that's such a good tip. I'm 100% going to do that. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't ever think about that before. Yeah. There's (laughs) a few really good places, like just facts, vote smart, uh, have a good, a a couple of good of the, some good resources on that. Um, but again, don't feel overwhelmed by the ballot. Um, and also do stand in your power here. I'm finding that some women just kind of vote whatever their family or their husband votes. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause that's what they're used to. And it's okay to go a different direction. You, you know, don't even have to tell them. You can just yeah, walk all up in there and vote for whoever the hell you want. <laughs> yeah. You just okay. check those boxes, girl. That is private process. It's private. No one's You're not tell. going against. It's not a betrayal to vote differently than how you've been raised. I mean, this is your right. So you know, you really have the right to vote sense. however you want. Um, it is not a betrayal of, of your community or your identity. Uh, this is what it means to be American. You know, this is the yeah. freedom that we're talking about is you get to, you get to walk a different path. Yeah. yeah. Such love a good that. tip. So good. Well, thank you, Daphne. We always love chatting with you and we will have you on again soon to discuss other things, but these were amazing tips for all of our moms that are going to go out and vote. And maybe we'll have just- you back to talk about whatever happens with the midterms. <laughs> One thing at a time. Yeah. Here. We'll see. <laughs> we need one of those little like intros, like breaking news, breaking news. The midterm. Well, this was the fun. Mid- yeah. Um, well, thank you, Daphne. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I could talk about this all day, but I we'll know talk, we could do. We'll talk more next time. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. I learn so much from her all the time. I have a, a girl crush on her. I know I do too. She's just so like matter of fact, you know, when she was saying that, like, I don't panic, I don't go down slippery slope. Like she's so just like, okay, this is, she's an attorney. (laughs) Yes. Right. (laughs) And I I think though, I think though that she was that way, like she's that way in general. And so that's why she's such a good litigator. Yeah. Like she is yeah, cut to it, cut out the BS, but she's Mm -hmm. also highly empathetic. Yeah, for sure. And, and she's a mom too. I mean, she's she a mom. Her, yeah. And she works, you know, with women specifically. So mm-hmm. she has a lot of skin in the game with this stuff. Yeah, and we're just sure. really grateful that she Cheers could come expertise. on and explain all the things I did yeah. not realize. Like what we were talking about, how they, you know, the overturning of Roe v. Wade was an interpretation of the constitution as opposed to like a law. law. Yeah. I didn't know that. That just, yeah, that it makes so much sense though, especially with the argument that people are talking about with the second amendment and how there it's like a double standard and you know, all this stuff. So honestly, it just goes to show how much the general public doesn't know jack shit about how this all works. Yeah. And it's important. (sighs) Same. Yeah, for sure. I know. And just like doing your own, you know, research and fact checking and not just taking people's, you know, opinions for fact. And, and I do love how she closed with, you know, it's Mm. not a a betrayal of who you are or your identity Mm -hmm. or your family to vote how you want to vote. And I think that's really something important to keep in mind as we go to the ballots next week. And, you know, I live in a very conservative red state and, you know, um, I know that there are a lot of women here who may have different opinions Mm. about things based on their family. Yeah. Based on kind of how they were brought up and their family and their religious beliefs and, you know, whatever, what have you. And, um, I think maybe, you know, that just kind of gives us a little bit of permission to vote how you want to vote versus no one's in there with you when you vote. Mm-mm. You go it's in very liberating. Solo. It's you can do. It is, and like I is. said, you can even fucking lie. Who cares? Yeah. Did you vote for a da da da? Yep. Uh-huh. Like you don't have. You yeah. don't owe anybody anything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
So anyways, we love Daphne um, and we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Please download, rate, and review our episode. Uh, We are going to be finishing up the year here shortly. And yeah, I know. And then we're going to be taking a little bit of a breather for Allison to have her babe. And then we'll be back in action. Crazy. Yep. So um, yeah. So we'll talk soon. We'll see you next week. Yep. Not gone yet. No, can't get rid of us that quick. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.